0: Okay, microphone on, ready to record. Looks like a message is coming through in the time drive. Gideon, patch it through. Hey, Matt. Friend of the show, Tricia Ennis, what are you doing here?
1: I uh, just wanted to remind you quickly to plug our new podcast.
0: Oh, that's right. Let's do that. From the Always Hold On to Podcast family.
1: Comes our new podcast, Always Hold On to DC's Legends of Tomorrow.
0: We're covering the good, the bad, and the cuddly of our favorite DC Comics time-traveling crossovery,
1: Romantic dramedy, LGBTQ plus friendly, Sarah Lance ass-kicking-y...
0: Musical Bebo-Pelted series... Every episode, we will be literally rolling the dice.
1: And letting the fates decide our next episode.
0: Yes, the fates. Uh, Clotho. Lachesis. The, the other one.
1: So- sounds like you should probably brush up on season five. Probably. And if any of your folks haven't seen the series, they can start checking it out before our podcast premieres this January.
0: Yes, if you're a Lois and Clark fan, odds are Legends of Tomorrow will be up your alley.
1: Absolutely. And don't forget to follow us at Legends of Always on any social media.
0: Well, thanks for stopping by, Trisha. I truly cannot wait to start this podcast with you me too matt see you in the temporal zone gideon set a course for metropolis 1997 now back to the show oh man oh see now we gotta get serious i don't know how to start this you know what's a shame Mm -hmm. i'm so i'm so excited i have so much to talk about in this episode it's such
2: a bad episode It it is, and I I, like the whole time. I couldn't get over the fact that they had no idea that that it was their last episode, and and there was a sadness to it because of that. You know,
0: yeah, I I I, I
2: cried at the end of this episode, dude.
0: Holy shit, that's that's a touchdown, everybody! (laughs) You're
2: kidding. I was sitting. I was sitting on the couch, just like like what? Why though? Why? Why? Why am I? (laughs) What? Fuck. I was very. It was very. It really took me by surprise <laughs> That's so big
0: You cried and I did a sports reference That's how fucking weird we are right now Wow, okay Lois <laughs> oh, <laughs> and Clark <laughs> is our J. We're, We're talking about, about Terry Dean and Tom Superman ba ba ba. We'll cover it all At least we'll do, do what, what we can, can. Ba ba. And now ba 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 it's time ba 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 For the show ba ba ba. Welcome back to Lois and Clark, the new podcast with Superman. I'm Matt Truex.
2: I'm Ryan Francis Wright. Oh, man. Here
0: we are, dude. I, 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 yeah. All right. Let's jump into it. I, I don't know. This is, God, can you tell how nervous I am? This is just so weird. It's a big episode, man. The last one,
2: the family hour.
0: The family hour. Do you remember recording our first episode? I don't, not specifically, but like... It was my old, I at, old apartment. Uh, it was yeah, just I remember the two sitting of us. At your table, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Sharing um, one mic. Sharing one that.
0: mic, listening... it was, We started by listening to this theme song. Yeah. We, we didn't even have a name for the show yet. I wanted to call it Falcon Around, but knew that I, no I one would that. ever find it with that name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, that was just like... When you God. came up with Lois and Clark, I was like, oh, nice. Fine. Work. I still, Kat asked me the other day, what does it mean with the Clark, with the D? I'm like, I don't really know. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. We've
2: been Lois and Clark? You've been Lois yeah, and Clark? Yeah, I think so. You got it's Lois what's and Clark. what's happening to Ryan? Listen, it's yeah, whatever's oh, that, happening to Ryan. That
0: actually might have been what I was thinking. <laughs> All right. Let's put that meaning on it six years in. Um, yeah, that works. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the finale. Yeah. Um, We're talking episode 422, The Family Hour. Written by... See, like I'm just tripping over myself, man. Written by now showrunners Brad Buckner and Eugenie Ross Lemming. By the way, Ryan, you missed a couple of (laughs) showrunners. Yeah, I was looking at the end credits like, I don't remember these guys. Directed by Robert Ginty. Aired June 14th, 1997. I will post this when this episode goes up, but I I looked online today and there is a final promo from whatever, June 13th um, that builds this as a series finale, the, a series finale that really delivers. And okay. like one of the shots in the series finale is them looking over the bassinet. I'm like,
2: fuck you. you know? <laughs> like... Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Whatever you say. I mean, How dare you. <laughs> at least at least there was like a, a, an emotional beat with with the kid at the end with, uh, with that, that cliffhanger end, yes. but still we'll
0: we'll get into what the plans were Can't for wait. that too Can't i'd love wait. to get your thoughts on that um um can we play a little ratings watch here real quick sounds fun lay it on me all right I, no it's uh, you have to play um i'm going to give you the nielsen ratings for the previous two episodes and then you have to guess one last time um what the rating was for this episode so two episodes ago you got a 4.6 million down from a down from 12 or so earlier in the from season the, okay what what um, was it the last episode we watched the last was episode like 12-ish. Was probably like 15ish
2: okay okay and that, that rate, right. which was 14, which was middling
0: like for season 2 you know which was okay. like fine um so 4.6 episode before 4.4 million. So I'm going to tell you it got a bit of a series finale bump.
2: So 4.6 you said? 4.6 4.4. I'm going to say it jumped back up to 9. Maybe 10. 9 million?
0: Yeah. You're incredibly be, generous. Yeah. It got a 4.9.
2: <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Damn. What what changed? I mean, that's why they got canceled.
0: Clearly, it's but. why they got canceled. It is truly like if you put a graph of it, it season four is just a a decline. Like with yeah. almost every step of it, just goes down and down and down. Um, yeah. And really, like I don't know. People blame this type of thing on like the Sam and Diane effect of like, oh, well, once you got them together, it wasn't interesting anymore. And I'm like, fuck that. Married people are interesting. You know, like you can you can totally. Yeah. It's I think people are I, yeah, lazy honestly, about writing them. Uh,
2: I was kind of just as engaged with the episode as I was with any other. So I don't know how much I buy into that either.
0: Yeah. And, and, and obviously you're not like a huge fan of it, but um, well, I mean, this is your first season four episode you've ever seen. you only saw a bit of mm-hmm. season three and you just watched a season two last time. So was just the tone of this, the aesthetics of it, like were there big differences for you, or were you like, no, I can see how this
2: happened? Honestly, mostly just with like quality of production. Um, so okay. the lighting is like so much better. They're they're either using better cameras or or something because it just looked much cleaner and crisper. Um, it felt like the set design and the costume design was a lot more modern, um, and, and yes cleaner. And they so lose that was kind of like... popped out to me immediately. Sorry, they, they, they lose the kind of
0: pseudo 40s feel and just go yeah. full nineties,
2: like from like yeah, season yeah. two or three on. Yeah. I th- honestly it serves them well. I feel like had they stayed in that from the get-go, it might have found the more casual footing that mm-hmm. I think the show kind of needed, maybe. It, yeah. it it almost it almost takes its it, it almost seems like it's not taking itself as seriously, but not in like a not give a fuck way, but in a like it's just a it's kind of just a sitcom with Superman in it, you know. Yeah, that's um, fair.
0: And it felt more totally like fair. that.
2: Yeah, to me. Than previously. Um everyone seemed more chipper and lighthearted and it felt more jokey <laughs> than than I'm I used to. Totally,
0: totally true. They have their moments where they try to do a thing. Um but I think for the most part you're right where it's like it's never, I mean, obviously you thought it was a sitcom before we recorded, if you remember. Like it's yeah, always yeah. had a light touch, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um and it's served by that. That's funny that you say um it's better without kind of that that 40s pastiche feel. Cause I kind of feel the same way for this show. And I think a lot of people disagree with us. Like most people say season one is their favorite. And I'm like, season mm-hmm. one's just setting the table. Like it really doesn't get going for me till later on. But yeah, interesting. I mean,
3: I
2: I look back on season one fondly just because Lex fucking Luther, like because fucking uh, John Shea, John John Shea is is one of the best parts of this show, and like my favorite my favorite memories, favorite moments are all all him, um for sure. But I think uh, as far that's... as the quality of it, it does seem better now. So I, I see why you mm. like it. Mm. Interesting. Okay, we'll get into this. I if
0: if you'll permit me, I've got a whole little mini essay to read at the end of this where I'll kind of get into my thought, just kind of recap this whole thing. So um, sorry in advance, Ryan, for making you go through that. Um, Not only will I be doing my little essay reading at the end of this, we're also going to have to turn to our currently silent and very respectful panel of previous guests for a few questions throughout here. So yeah, thanks for being here. No, 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 don't unmute yet. Yeah. Let's jump in here and let's keep in mind too, like this again, they didn't think this was going to be the finale. So, like, they they set up one thing here that is going to move forward, but otherwise, it's one of those like kind of restful season finales to me. You know, like I've seen shows that do this where they're just like, we we did a thing earlier. We're not going to do something big and grand. We're just going to do an episode and do like a character thing. You know? Yeah, yeah. Which
2: yeah. Not not a bad option, honestly. In, in no especially
0: Um, for this show at this point where like you didn't see the last big grand thing they did but it was not good um and it's just it's better when they just kind of play into the the character stuff for all these people you know but yeah Yeah. um anyway welcome to the brownstone welcome to season this is married lois and clark life they're living it's a nice, together. nice apartment. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a bland '90s apartment that these two reporters apparently could get. But yeah, they've, they've got the whole thing. Um, Lois has a horrible top on, but everything else is doing well. I love the like, you've been cooking for ten seconds. What's
2: wrong? It's not done yet. You know? Yeah. Yes. I like the the married Superman jokes. Like, yes, that's what I'm. That's what I was. That's what I thought I was stepping into in the first place.
0: In the first place. Yeah. There is mm-hmm. a casualness to which he uses his powers sometime on this show that I find in a show that is completely not believable, very believable for what he is. Like um, later on when they're at the bassinet and um, there's like a knock at the door and he just like quickly, they don't even do the sound effect or whatever. He just looks and lowers his glasses and he's like, well, they're my parents now, you can ask them. And I'm like, perfect. You know, like he should always kind of be doing this stuff. Yeah. Um, Anyway, He's cooking, blah, blah, blah. There's a delivery that takes way too much time for Lois to get and unpack and stuff. Um, and out comes a bassinet. And Lois asks, is this your way of telling us that we can have a baby? And Clark is kind of deer in the headlights. Um, let me, obviously
2: let me that, ask you something. Have, have they been setting up or having that conversation at all before this point? As this is what I was going to say. Yeah, because I was like, I realized like, oh, Ryan's got no context for this. Like,
0: I don't know, three or four episodes before. You, you, like, literally, the first episode that you weren't in in season three was the mm-hmm. first episode that introduces Dr. Klein at Star Labs, who is essentially okay. Superman's physician at this point. Nice. And he's who you'd go to to be like, oh, we're going to need a tracker in this thing. Well, we'll have Dr. Klein whip it up real quick. You know, like, so he's just kind of all nice. around science guy. But it's a very cute scene where Superman went to him and he's just like, so if I was seeing someone you know like do you think this could work out and dr klein is just like you know people you're you're kissing lady you know like what <laughs> so there's been a slow kind of build of like they did a weird scene where superman had to go and masturbate in the room to give him a semen sample and you know like stuff like
4: that Let's there's go. been like slow
0: <laughs> slow build to it um, okay, but that's okay. what's been kind of brewing in the background for them Where they were like, "Okay, it's cute They're literally on a stakeout and they start talking about kids And he's like, I, I can talk to Dr. Klein We'll see what he has to say So it's it's been little breadcrumbs of it have been going okay, okay. In the episode cool. before that, that, this I figured as much Yeah, in the episode before this The Kents had showed up and Lois kind of confided in Martha of like, I don't know if I'm ready. We're talking about it, but when is ready? So that's how Martha knows. Got it. Um, and I do love Martha has, I think it happened in the last episode too, but it's just like, obviously told Jonathan immediately that like, you know, like, oh sure kids, no pressure doing your own time. Jonathan, the kids are having a baby, you know, like that type of, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There's a cute, there's a cute excitement for the two of them. We with want that. it. Yeah. 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 They're very real. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, apparently they, this is Clark's bassinet and the Kents have been in Metropolis since, since the episode before, but their, their hired hand sent it, which I was like, didn't know they had a hired hand. Looks yeah, like
2: they're making, making good on the farm back home. Huh? Yeah,
0: uh, apparently. It, it's so, it really depends on what the episode needs them to be doing on the farm, whether it's, it's solvent or not. I feel like last time we heard about the farm, it's like they didn't they didn't make their goals or whatever. And the bank was going to foreclose. And now it's just like, well, the hired hand sent it. I'm like, well, shit's turned around in Kansas, huh? I'm yeah,
2: glad good, they're but... doing well. Well enough to move yeah. to New York, at least. Why did they move to New York? Moved for Metropolis. York. Metropolis.
0: Wow, Metropolis! I know it's been a minute, but how dare you? No, they just um they came to visit for their uh, anniversary, and I think are just doing an extended stay. Also, like who knows how long it's been between episodes? So, like, yeah, yeah, they they still very much live in Smallville. I wouldn't look too much into that.
2: Tracks. Um, okay,
0: I love seeing them. Friend of the show, saint of the show, president of the show. Kay Callen is the greatest. Is next to John Shea the greatest thing that happened to the series? And Eddie Jones is cute. I think this dialogue mm-hmm. between them
2: is the worst they get in the series, where they're like finishing each other's sentences. It was. It was. Yeah, not not well done because it, it, it just like it was in a way that didn't make sense. But yeah. I let him have it.
0: <laughs> totally because like no one so does charming. that that way yeah right i'm chalking this up to writing because i'm like Kay can make fucking anything on this show saying like oh truly. Yeah. Um, i wouldn't blame and, either and, of them for that yes yeah, <laughs> so can eddie but it's just felt so like we're gonna finish each other's
2: sentences sandwiches
0: right and, it's, and it's, also that... we're gonna keep talking and saying things independently but never talk over each other and always give that little gap before the next person talks and it, it, like that type of thing where i'm like just talking over each other like just o- overlap this a little bit and I, i'm sure they're directed out. to yeah. do it as is but uh, oh yeah whatever yeah. anyway one moment <laughs> that felt bad to them but i think it's time to meet our final villain of the series and what a villain he was lex luther no tempest only no Anyone from
2: the comics or that's come before? No, it's fucking fathead. So okay, so this was not like a brainiac thing or anything. No! okay didn't didn't think so, but I was like they're not doing brainiac shitfully, right? Okay, no,
0: cool. I'm I'm literally just thinking of this as we're talking. The only thing this is kind of like is the ultra humanite who was uh, a mad scientist who eventually, Became or went into the body of an ape and kept doing bad things and whatever, but like that's giving them a lot of credit. This is just a one off, unique original villain that is kind of pointless.
2: His voice was, uh, real good, really lined real up, weird, yeah, as yeah. good as his
0: makeup. I thought, yeah, Christ, great the makeup. Who fucking... did makeup on this? Eric <laughs> baker but that big fucking like butthead sinestro thing like i just oh god yeah. i hate it i hate looking at it i hate his <laughs> his his portrayal you're right like his voice it's i wish he had like it. a
2: vein bulging or something when he was using his power that would have been fun oh like one that's like but pulsating expensive. like fucking lord something, something like that yeah something <laughs> like that uh but his yeah, name well, his real name is mr mensa i forget Dr. his first name mensa. quad i think uh, wow Dr. i didn't even get the mensa. first name they they say it later late but don't call me fathead oh geez. don't call me fathead um yeah, do you that.
0: know what mensa org is
2: yeah it's like uh, the the okay. gen- geniuses are all in it right all right Super fucking smart folks. guy I only know what it is because of this
0: stupid show and having to understand um, what this would have You could... would have heard about it, I'm sure. I, I I don't know why I know it. I've just heard it. So they're playing into that with the name. But otherwise, is he Elron Ron Hubbard? Not in this first scene, but Ooh. when we eventually get a bunch of exposition from him, he started a cult called Dynamonics. I'm like, Dynamics, is that dianetics? Like dianetics. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. all about you know being the best you can be and expanding your brain power and whatnot. And I'm like, I is do... that
2: what we're doing? I might be onto something there. That's actually a pretty keen observation. That that went over my head, but I, I could definitely see that being the point. I I don't know. I mean, yeah, Scientology's been around since the '80s, right? So oh, it definitely was definitely. Was... I, I think Scientology. I think L. Ron Hubbard founded the
0: church and like this church um in like the 60s or 70s even. okay
2: yeah yeah so the crack that that would make sense yeah um yeah dynamonics hit me in a way where i was like i feel like that's trying to be something so that that makes sense i think that's
0: what we're i think they're sound liking Dianetic it's good that this is the last episode of the show because there'll be no one for them to sue but um yeah i think yeah, that's what yeah. <laughs> i think that's what we're doing Maybe that's here. why
2: i got canceled
0: <laughs> but like that's that's more interesting to me kind of like When he talks a little bit about his backstory in this episode of like, you know, cult leader trying to expand and and knock over Fort Knox or whatever with the power of his mind. I'm like, okay, show me that, you know, like I,
2: yeah, that's cool.
0: I I kind of want him to still have disciples or something.
2: Yeah, that would, that would, that could be interesting, but this just kind of like disgruntled uh, um, (laughs) ex-convict with who who also like grew his brain and established this power while he was in jail? While he Fairly? was in jail. Yeah. Which I don't understand at all. Um mm-hmm. what what did do you remember what he said he did? Because he said he was doing some protocol or something.
0: No, he was just using using the methods and the powers of dynamonics. I was able to expand my the the, the... practically a trope in this type of show anymore is the like Normal human beings only use 10% of their brains. I use 97%. Like, sorry, I'm just doing Buster Bluth at this point, but like this, I love it. (laughs) I
2: love it. That was, that was Buster. (laughs) Yeah. Which by the way, the 10% of your brain thing is just not how brains work. Uh, at all no because it's like you're (laughs) using 10 percent at any particular time but you're you're like
0: when you're doing different you're using all parts of your brains yeah you
2: use all parts of your brains just at different times which i learned because of that uh scar joe movie with morgan freeman narrating i only saw the trailer lucy Lucy? yeah yeah (laughs) and someone someone said that and i like looked into it and i was like oh fuck that That movie i'm not watching it (laughs)
0: <laughs> that was like her play at like Atomic Blonde, right? Or maybe Born, the way you're talking Mixed about with Rain Limitless
2: stuff? or something kind Limitless of too. a little bit. Limitless. Oh, you're right though. It was more spy-y, like super superhuman.
0: Like I I can have a franchise without Marvel,
2: like that type of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that, that shit always cracks me up.
0: <laughs> fucking fuck this guy. He's killing people with the power of his mind. He kills the guard that yeah. releases him. The guard who says quote we had our share of run-ins in there, but no hard feelings, right? And I'm like, what type of run-ins are you smiling about, you shitty prison guard? Yeah, they can't
2: be good. No, this is- Especially if he's willing to, you know, murder you after the fact.
0: Yeah, exactly. Now, this man is not stable, but I also don't trust that this guard is a good person. So like-
2: Probably not. This one's a wash. "Mm." Alright, yeah, whatever. Exactly. Moving on.
0: Yeah, I wasn't exactly. that mad about it. <laughs> Superman doesn't seem all that upset about what happened either, you know? <laughs> like, no, no. <laughs>
2: um,
0: uh, yeah, Superman investigates for a second, just long enough, basically, to be like, another guard saw it. It's like the machine had a mind of its own. I'm like, okay.
2: okay. Well, whatever.
0: And then and we saw yeah. that happen. We then get this weird rich dude's penthouse apartment who used to be in Dynamotics or whatever, and
2: one of these cult members,
0: right? Yeah, and we get Mensa's backstory that we've already talked about. Anyway, the fact is, Mensa sucks. Hey Ryan, who was your favorite bad guy throughout the series? I'm thinking you already mentioned him,
2: but well, yeah, definitely, definitely Lex. But there were some other fun ones. I feel like there was like a a robot guy, like the boxer guy, that was Kind of oh, Metallo bot- was kind of cool. Are we talking about the
0: same guy? There, there was a robot. Yeah, there was the robot boxer that Sam Lane met or made, in like the first season. And then there was Metallo, who was Kryptonite powered and was dating Lois's sister and stuff.
2: Yeah, those I remember. Those episodes were cool. Um, Wasn't there like a gang boss around for a few episodes, or was he just around like a little? Yeah,
0: Peter Boyle and then
2: Bruce Campbell as the churches. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, they were good. <laughs> Running. Oh into no, but but the the toy maker dude, the toy maker was pretty epic too, uh, Mr. Jefferson. Yeah, yeah, love him. That yeah, those are pretty good.
0: My responses are certainly well documented at this point. But let's turn to the panel. Hey guys, who is your favorite villain throughout the series?
5: Zach Moore here from Always on to Smallville. Congratulations, Matt, on finishing your coverage of Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman. I, too, will one day finish my coverage of Smallville. <laughs> so I look forward to this day for myself. But congrats, man. It's been a journey. Hands down, Lex Luthor. John Shea is phenomenal. Um, he is just in another show. He's on another level. <laughs> you know, he at, what John Glover is to Smallville, John Shea is to Lois and Clark. Just his presence. It's magnetic. You can't kick your eyes off him. He's also playing a Lex Luthor straight out of the comic books that we almost never see, right? Smallville being a prequel, right, it's a little bit different, but, like, this is Lex Luthor, established, respected businessman in Metropolis. The law can't touch him. All his schemes are, you know, behind the scenes, and Superman has his suspicions but can never pin anything on him. He's frustrated that everybody loves him so much. That is what's so great about Lex Luthor, right? He's the untouchable, establishment, red tape-protected guy. And to see that play out over a whole season, sure, he had little schemes here and there. Then they come to a head at the end of the first season. And those are my favorite episodes of the show, the two-part uh, season finale of season one. And if John Shea had not wanted to leave the show, who knows if we would have gotten that epic kind of conclusion. That's the only real complaint about him is he's not there more. But him leaving led to that great conclusion. And, hey, all credit to him for coming back in various forms over the course of the show. Uh, but to great success. Whenever he came back, it was such a joy.
6: I'm Daniela Rod. Well, the first one that comes to mind is obviously Tempest, but ultimately I would say for me it's Lex. He was so well established in season one and he had those reoccurring appearances in other seasons. So I like that there was always this, you know, presence or shadow of him during all of the four seasons, during the, the whole course of the show. This is
7: Laurie-Ann Collins. Bidding a fond and final farewell to the Lois and Clark podcast. I want to thank you for having me on as a guest to discuss this crazy show. Onwards and upwards. So for me, it was Lex just edging out Tempest. You know I just love John Shea's performance that when I rewatch episodes now, the more I love him. So Lex all the way for me.
3: Hello, Rob here again from All-Star Super Fan Podcast. The easy answer is John Shea as Lex Luthor. I still believe he is the best Lex Luthor ever. Special mention, though, to Larry Smiley. I feel like a lot of people are going to be talking about Lex and Tempest today. Not a lot of love for Larry Smiley, who nearly brought about the end of life on Earth with his crazy Noah's Ark machine in that one episode in Season 3. OMG. OMG pour one out for Mr. Larry Smiley.
4: I'm Chris Bartolucci. My favorite villain is actually Mindy Church, and I'll tell you why. So the episode, we have a lot to talk about, where the ending, where you realize that she is not some dumb ditzy blonde. She's actually a brilliant criminal, and I, like, love the idea of a woman using, you know, being a ditzy blonde, her sexuality, all that stuff to, like, fool everybody, and... You know, she becomes the head of Inner Gang, and I just think that is such a badass thing. And if I ever write a screenplay or a novel, I have inspiration to write a character who does that because I just think it's so awesome. And I wish the series had done a lot more with her. I think they could have had a lot of fun with, you know, maybe if she had number two that you know she does like drops the ditzy voice. If we saw her go back and forth between like oh the ditziness and then like the badass um, mastermind, would have been really fun. And I wish they did more with it.
8: I'm Joe Stefanelli, my favorite villain of the series. I mean, everyone is going to say this, uh, but I have to say it's Tempest, it has to be. You know, John Shea, Lex Luthor is right there, but Tempest is definitely my favorite.
9: Hi, this is Alan Burke from All-Star Superfan Podcast. The Lois and Clark version of Lex Luthor is my all-time favorite depiction of the character. And quite frankly, I don't think anyone will ever play the part better than John Shea who not only perfectly exuded Lex's suave charm, wit, and cunning, but also his frightening narcissism and terrifying psychopathic nature. In his own words, brava, brava. Those don't seem
2: like they've been pre-recorded at all.
0: No, it's... (laughs) And we've went through all the trouble to have everybody here in the room with us,
2: you know, (laughs) I've got one more comment on this penthouse scene too with this guy on the on the stationary bike because it it cracked me up. Did you notice the Looney Tunes sound uh, sound effects for when he starts making the bike go fast? I didn't specifically, but that's because there is so much
0: of that at the end of season four these days that it's like probably just like
2: it's mute to me anymore that's hilarious it was like right out of a wb oh oh mm-hmm. cartoon i see yep they had it on they had it on on deck <laughs> yeah, it, made, it made me laugh out loud like hard i, I laughed really hard at that because <laughs> i was like really
0: anymore they do the type of thing where, like if anybody like if like a villain you know like quickly gets into lois lane's face or whatever they'll do like a, you know like they'll do that type of thing they'll be like you know the villain trying to pay off a guy and the guy being like, no, no, I can't, I can't, I can't. Watching! With the wad of cash coming into frame, like, oh, I can. You know, like, it's just gotten so, so very cartoonish at this point. That, like, again... I, I understand why the sitcom vibe resonates with people somewhere, like why so many people get that idea, because it's
2: not not there. Can you even say the villain plot at this point is ever the A story? Because it's definitely the B story in this for me, right? Not really. Well, yeah, yeah, I... Uh... I don't know,
0: no, because I guess the A story. Shit, what is the A story? The baby stuff it's and telling Sam zombie, the baby stuff.
2: It's definitely more impactful.
0: Hey, you'd never met Sam Lane before. Did you have any idea who the fuck this? Like, how long did it take you to figure out who this guy that was walking with Lois was?
2: I was confused, and my first note was, you know, have I met Mister Lane before? Lois's dad. You've met so. him as another actor. That's what it was. Okay, yeah, because because you he he made metallo right he not or metallo the but the robot the boxer. boxer yes yeah yeah so so i remembered we met him there but i didn't recognize him so that that makes more sense to me now because i was like whatever it's not like i'm good at remembering any of this anyway <laughs> <laughs> um no you
0: met him excuse me you've met sam lane and you've met ellen lane technically before but she was played not she actress, was played right? by okay. a former lois lane in a scene briefly at the season one finale when Lois was about to marry Lex, you have not met either of these two actors in these roles. And they are yeah. the ones, they came in like mid for the Christmas episode of season three. They were introduced okay. and they've been her parents since them.
2: I love Hope. They're they're really good. They're funny. They're cute. Um, her mom is hilarious. Really oh. adorable. And also just like the perfect kind of like similar waspy vibe as uh lois so i like them they're, they're like they're like jawlines are the same the like yes. new yorky intense vibe is the same i i like that a lot
0: they're great um they're great kind of counterpoints to to the kent's too i think it really stands out in episodes like this where, where they're all there at the same time i also just this is just the actress this is not the show doing this but the fact that Ellen Lane has like the kind of season one and two Terry Bob just like really I, there's something about works that well. that just totally <laughs> works well for me. We're like when Lois was younger and trying to be an adult, she's like, "I'm going to wear adult hair. I'll wear my mom's hair." And then she got away from it. I'm adding far too much onto it, but like in my head canon,
2: there's there's something that, there no. about that. that's interesting though. I like that. I think also
0: um, Harv uh, Parcell who plays Sam Lane is also very good in the series too he just kind of he doesn't get as many comedy bits you know yeah
2: yeah i mean uh, uh, considering his character is like a scientist he's a little more like down to earth he he's the straight man to to ellen lane a hundred percent yeah yeah
0: although even though like we say he's down to earth the whole thing with him is always like like in this it's like trying to do tits in a jar and like that type of thing you know like always...
2: breast in a, in a bottle i was I kept thinking, I I was like, I have to be hearing this wrong. This has to be something else. Breaths in a bottle.
0: 100%. And like last time he was trying to get Jonathan to invest in like plastic lips and stuff like that. Like he's just always trying to do weird shit. The bummer be gone in this episode. You know, like his whole, I do like later on his lab is just plastered with like all his old gimmicky shit that feels like it was in an ad at the back of a comic book, you know? (laughs) Like
2: Yeah, yeah. Like Smite probably doesn't work
0: yeah um but this just kind of reestablishes him here it's just kind of cute to see him and lois come back from lunch and he walked her back to the planet or whatever and she's basically like hey you know how like you're around now like maybe don't fuck it up and he's like i'm i'm trying like you know like no
2: promises but i'll i'll try you know um Yeah. yeah which is sweet I don't know. As do we, as do we ax- have did we get a lot of history uh between them previously? Do we know that they kinda had a, a, a yes. rough childhood or something? Totally. Yeah, that okay. has okay. all been established.
0: Um Ellen's a I don't forget I forget if they hit in this episode, but Ellen's a uh recovering alcoholic and basically is like your father drove me to drink and that type of thing. Um he cheated on them, he left them, blah blah blah. Like he was a piece of shit. Real
2: nice Sam. Real yeah, nice. Yeah,
0: yeah. He was a real piece of shit, but Lois has always tried to like Kinda of stay in touch where she can, you know. Okay. At least throughout the run of the series. Um, but uh, anyway, Sam fucks off. Jimmy comes to tell them. Jimmy, too. Sorry. Comes to tell
2: them. Dude, he about was, it. he was chipper as fuck today, too. Like he was, he very was just happy. like so smiley in this episode. I was like, he's what? He's got is a cute so little back and forth
0: about? with, with just, Lois. He, you know.
2: He just knows he's you know not supposed to be there, and so he's like, I'm getting <laughs> away with it.
0: I do, like, I didn't remember this because I don't watch this finale much. We don't get Perry in this episode.
2: Yeah, which I was sad uh, after, you know, what you told me about
3: him last yeah. week. Um, yeah. And
2: it's totally, it, it like,
0: I wonder if he would have come back for season five because they wrote him off so abruptly, but really did close off that story with him last year or something, like, or the previous episode. So it's like...
2: Oh, wow, wow. Who knows? Maybe he just... did. He have a, an arc going on at the time. Arc is strong.
0: In season three, I forget if you were here or not. In season three, his wife left him out of nowhere, and that then familiar, but I'm not sure. Literally in the episode before this, he started doing personal ads in the Daily Planet, like the classifieds. And the woman that answered his ads was Alice, his his <laughs> excuse me, his wife. So like yeah. finally we see her on screen. It's the first time we meet the woman you know yeah and they kind of walk off to go on a date and it's it's very happily ever after for them just okay. the implication that's, that's, so that's cute who knows but anyway B- B- jimmy comes and tells them about dead billionaires and you know things that are moving with a mind of their own and like oh isn't that what the guard told superman last night whatever the point is in the scene i love dean's performance here I don't know if you caught this I, I assume you only watched this once yeah from the minute he comes over there is a there is a somberness there is kind of a shell-shocked thing that he's doing he's not engaging with what's going on with Jimmy and like you know they're doing their like pithy back and forth and we're gonna solve a murder like he's not there when yeah. Jimmy walks away he almost looks at him too long in the like the minute i turn back i have to do this type like i think we've all been there for whatever reason in life of just like okay it's like kind of now or never that i have to do this horrible thing or tell someone this horrible thing or whatever yeah and it, there's yeah. just like i'm i'm reading too much into it but there's there's just a quietness and a not engaged the shell shocked i think is the best way to put it that i'm like that's really cool he's about to like truly let his wife down and it's, yeah, it's just like yeah. it's weighing on them instantly i i i
2: don't know I, I, this fair. this next that's scene fair. and I, love. I didn't know to watch for that and that yeah was a tough moment man like yeah that's a difficult thing to to tell anybody frankly yeah it's it's i love they get in the conference
0: room here you know and i like lois being like you just came back from star labs you could have just called or you couldn't just call you know like i just like
2: you wouldn't call me with bad news yeah
0: yeah oh there's this whole make love thing dialogue in this that i don't particularly like
2: just because i don't like thinking about dean doing sex but (laughs) (laughs) then this is not the season for you Um,
0: (laughs) um but like i've said it before some of this works for me because I think people speak very stupidly when they just like kind of talk out loud about emotion things like this too. Like some oh, of yeah. it works for me. Especially some of it when doesn't. it's
2: like you know love stuff or you know you're you're trying to comfort your your significant other. Like yeah, get, you can say some weird shit in those moments.
0: <laughs> exactly, and I and I like her here too. I love her here. It's like I know you're going to try to make. You know, say something wonderful and make me feel better, like you always do. But you can't do it. This, like, I, I feel stupid for crying about this because I'm crying about something I never even had. You know, like that type. Like, I just all of that. Again, there's one or two scenes in every episode of the show where I'm like, fucking nailed it, and it's always this relationship stuff. And good dialogue or not, I think this, like, Terry came to play. He came to play. I think they sell it really well
2: yeah yeah this is well done good moments strong moments might have come into play in my uh, feelings at the end of the episode in the, in the set end it, set right, up yeah. properly yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, I like this next scene too where it's like late at night and they're in robes and he he's caught looking at the bassinet with his little glass of milk there and yeah Um <laughs> you know what? how I get when I want to fix something well first you eat a lot of chocolate and I'm like fucking call back as always <laughs> Lois mm-hmm. in her chocolate Check.
2: great she also has it on deck already done
0: <laughs> yep it's already like a Hershey bar open her hand or whatever um and again this is one where like still the dialogue isn't great for me um but they're talking about we have to be fearless once again and we face dangers that are inconceivable so if the biggest danger we has if to conceive and conceive and conceive and con- like that all doesn't work for me but like Character-wise, it's there. I don't know. This is... yeah. yeah. I want to love this a little bit more than I do, I think.
2: I I mean, there's a lot of weight to this episode, so I have no judgment for you on that. Yeah. The emotional yeah, stuff is there. <laughs> yes.
0: The emotional stuff is there. It's not even for that. It's just, like, they're talking about this, and they've talked about yeah. adopting before, so, like, it, it, we all know this isn't the end of the road for them, you know, necessarily, yeah, but um, yeah. Anna, uh, I don't know. I wish it I wish it worked a little better. I do love how she kind of slowly brings up the well. I was thinking we could contact this doctor, he's on the cutting edge of science. He saved your life once. You didn't see that, but Sam saved Superman's life. Oh, okay. And they I forget exactly what they said, but basically like Clark's out of town. Daddy, can you help Superman? You know, like that type
2: of thing. <laughs> Yeah,
0: yeah. So they they got around <laughs> it in that episode. But basically she she calls Sam and and Ellen immediately feels left out, which is
2: really cute. yeah to me. it was a fun little arc with her for the episode,
0: yeah, there's nothing more to it besides like she just knows everyone's keeping something from them. I don't know.
2: Yeah. you're not it, dead, right? She just keeps asking right you're not Lois dying whether or not she's dying. yeah,
0: she's talking to Misha, Sam's assistant, and being like, you know, Sam never like used to let me come by his labs or meet his co-workers or whatever he's she's just bothering the hell out of him and <laughs> um, I don't know. It's all it's all dumb, but it's fine. And uh, Lois invites Sam over and does a like, you know, like mom. I mean, it's going to be so early, you know, like your mom doesn't even have to come, right? Like it, it, it's fine. We can just keep this from her, right? Without keeping it from her, of course. Like we don't want to lie, but it's just then. Just don't worry about. It. And then, sure
2: enough, <laughs> the <two, day>.
0: yeah. <laughs> mom's two, I love, I love that the Kents are here. They know what's happening today. And the two of them are ready with their trays of coffee and pastries and stuff. And they're just, you know, yeah. like the fucking reinforcements.
2: Like, oh, we got to host Ellen now and distract her while they, <laughs> and this is going to be a little bit a, a different kind of game than we were expecting, but we got, we got it. They're down.
0: <laughs> that's that's Eddie here when like Lois and Clark ask Sam to come to the kitchen and, and Ellen's like, why do you have to talk in the kitchen? John is like, oh, wait, they're just talking about the, it's not even that interesting. And it kind of brings ushers to the couch. You know, like, I'm just like, yeah. that shit's fun. Like secret identity stuff
2: works. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, um, yeah. It was, it was a I, fun moment. It was exciting watching her tell or, or watching the way they decided to tell Sam that he was Superman. A little goofy, but, you know, I expected him just to open his shirt honestly like pull his shirt open but so they did, did that like weird bit <laughs> I totally, always got to do a weird bit I totally remembered it as as a
0: that thing but no that yeah what's he do he does the walk out of the room as Superman before the door even or walk out of the room as Clark before the door even closes walks back as Superman thing yeah, um, yeah twice yeah which He's is like that's cute. not even humanly possible yeah exactly exactly <laughs> um, I think they gave it enough gravity here for what the show is in you know in keeping with the tone of the series
2: um yeah it definitely worked and and you know sam's reaction kind of helps a lot like he was definitely surprised by it and and like also i think a little intimidated by it all
0: yes intimidated um has literally just heard that like this is a dangerous secret you know that type of thing it's just like and again when he goes back outside he is just like kind of shocked he's he's just stunned silent uh, Ellen immediately knows there's something up. I love, did you catch this line as Ellen's leaving? Where she's like, Martha, don't forget to send me the recipe for those turnovers. Do you bake? No, not really. You know, it's just like, she's just like. Like what? Why she's saying just being shit nice. That she feels yeah. like she should, yeah, to get through the scene. You know, because <laughs> everyone else is being so fake. I don't know. It's just. Yeah. Yeah. It was a funny uh-huh. little moment to me. That's funny. I didn't catch more character it. than I thought. Do you think it's weird that they bought this back
2: ultimately? That they like wiped Sam's mind at the end of this? It, a little a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Like I they they zapped the mom's mind and immediately I was like, that's probably for the best. She seems like she's like gonna leak the information. Yeah. Um,
0: And she had literally uh,
2: just put it together. Like, she couldn't even get the words out when that thing happens at the end. This is also, like, the punchline to the punchline of the joke, Yeah, you know? Um, But but him forgetting was weird because, you know, they kind of build the whole episode up that he's going to be helping them, you know, with this fertility issue. But I think because they knew how they were going to end it, that they were... um, They didn't need him. So they kind of just were like, whatever, fuck it. Let's just eliminate that... uh, Oh, as in that they were going to give them a baby at the end? Yeah, yeah.
0: Mm. Which Can't wait till we get into that, because what the fuck? <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we got a lot to talk about there. Um, I uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm of both minds on it, because I'm like, does he not? Do they not have to instantly know about this? You know, come the first scene of season five, theoretically, when this yeah. baby just showed up with a Superman blanket? I don't know. Here's my question to you. And and to you, panel, if not that the Lanes are going to find out about the secret, what do you think definitely would have happened in season five? I'm
7: going to have to pause this and think about that for a moment. Okay, I'm back. I think they would have found out they could have kids and Tempest would have returned. Even I was pitching for Lex to return by the time (laughs) the show ended because uh, it needed an injection of better villains desperately.
8: I believe the story would have evolved not around them having a baby, but around adopting one. I always felt this show was very pro-adoption, so I think that ultimately would have been it, that Clark would have lived up to the standards that Jonathan and Martha Kent gave to him, and he and Lois would have then adopted a child. I don't necessarily think that child would have been from another planet, but I think they would have adopted.
4: I hope that they would have written Terry's pregnancy into the show, and they would have had their own baby. And I think it would have been really cool to see them kind of navigate that. I really, really think we didn't—you know—we missed out on, on watching Lois be a mom because, again, I think that would have been really fun to play.
5: I guess I'll go ahead and predict they—they they would have uh, brought in more characters with comic book names that had nothing in common with. <laughs> The comic book characters, the names came from. I'm looking at you, Deathstroke and Vixen, uh, and then you know, I guess on a more serious and no, more of a hopeful note. Uh, they would have gotten advance notice enough to wrap up the series with, with a true series finale. What that would have looked like, I don't know. They, well, you bring Tempest back for a big series finale, the HG Wells time travel sort of thing. You you go through other episodes. These are all ideas, right? These are more <laughs> these are more speculations than what I think would have definitely happened. But
6: I always imagined the story of season five would start out with the baby arc, and we would find out that HG Wells brought them the baby, which is their biological child from the future, and he's trying trying to protect it from Tempest and Tempest trying to kill Superman's infant and therefore uh, for them never being able to create Utopia.
3: One of the things that the fan fiction uh, writers over the years have often come up with is the idea that Lex would team up with Tempest in some way. Uh, Would love to have seen a few more comic villains just before we go. Maybe
4: finally once and for all a Brainiac. Who knows? What else could have happened? I don't know. I think it also would have been cool if, if they incorporated like the ship and the globe in season five. Like, you know, Clark, if you're hearing this message that means that I have a grandson or a granddaughter and blah, 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 whatever else, like message from Krypton we, we could have gotten. I
9: would have liked to see Lois and Clark struggle to balance their professional lives with being new parents and to see them eventually come into their own only for the baby to be taken away and for that loss to be explored. During this period of loss, I would have liked for Perry to reveal that he has known Clark's secret for some time, and to be there to support both Lois and Clark equally.
5: You know, maybe another cast member, like a Ron Troop, a Steve Lombard, somebody like that, to kind of flesh out the cast. Then maybe you can let Jimmy Olsen in on the secret, right? Because then, the, because if you let Jimmy know, and then maybe even Perry at this point, right? There's no fun secret identity stuff at the Daily Planet, which you which you need. To me, you always need that with somebody. With some characters, if Lois knows, there's got to be other people around you. You got to keep the secret from. So if you bring in a Steve Lombard. Or a Ron Troop, then you can let Jimmy know, and then he has to run interference on them. So, see, now I'm just speculating.
4: But at least we have this podcast.
2: All great points, Ryan. Any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of, I'm kind of definitely thinking it's it's going to be a, a more complex baby situation that leads the, than we're yeah. immediately led to believe. Probably some strings attached to that baby. Uh, I don't know where it came from. You know, let's, so, let's I, I mean, get I'm to that. I'm just intrigued to know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's get to that at the okay. Let's 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 put a pin in that.
0: Um, okay. The the only thoughts I have for season five are are baby related too, because that's like yeah, obviously the yeah. only kind of thread that's that's dangling that there. Is that left. yeah. That and if Perry's gone, what I've always wanted to see and what we actually got an episode about in this season was editor in chief Lois
2: Lane. Ooh, that's that would be fun too. Would be like well deserved like and a good like if you know it's your final season move, you know. Yeah, yeah, kind of like uh, tying tying off her her life arc with a little bow, and I, I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, whatever.
0: Meanwhile, by the way, Mensa's been going around terrorizing people. He he has a past connection Still. to Misha and was like fucking with him on computers. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he the next day after the Sam thing he like uh steals the gun of a guard with an armored car and tries to take the car but superman stops it but once again it moved like it had a mind of its own mm-hmm.
2: um, he was stealing some gold then yeah yeah
0: yeah and it suddenly back of the daily planet like lois is on top of it immediately it's just like wow all this shit is happening Going off by itself, just as Klaus Mensah was released, it must be the same thing. Like that, just felt even for this show a little easy clue wise. She's really good, Matt. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Yeah, I forget if Jimmy brought up Mensa to them at all too, but he, it's just he like- might
2: have. I. I just take that they're going to figure it out for granted at this point. So I yeah. never pay that much attention to that anymore. I'm just like, oh, now they're yeah, it's the, it's about act three. They're figuring it out. Cool. They're, they're
0: getting the information <laughs> they need somehow. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just like, maybe Jimmy had mentioned it, but it just felt like um, that name came out of Lois's mouth out of nowhere. I'm like, do you even, all right, whatever. You said, how do
2: you know it was called? <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. This is again where like Ellen shows up and just like, "Hi," just making sure everything's fine. You're not dying, right? You know, like you're hitting that yeah, whole thing.
2: Yeah. Again. <laughs> yeah. Is this when the um, adoption agent arrives as well and starts? To uh, yeah. Now?
0: Around here, yeah, we get uh, a little after. Miss, yeah. Miss Bailey, the adoption mm-hmm. lady. Mm-hmm. Um, I I liked this actress. I I think She's this good. might be my favorite scene of the episode.
2: It's really good. It's, it's funny. Really fun. Yeah, and it's yeah.
0: just like Lois going off. Um <laughs> the lady did like a uh whatever preliminary uh, assessment on them and out of 100 Clark scored a 97 and Lois <laughs> scored a 19.
2: 19. which is just phenomenal <laughs> to me. I was yeah, I was so intrigued when they pitched that. I was like, well cuz cuz she she seemed to be talking Lois up at first too. Like yes. so it was kind of like she buried the lead a little bit. So when she gave the scores, I was like, whoa, whoa, what, why? (laughs) Um, And her reasoning is hilarious, you know, because always getting caught up in some sort of precarious, uh, dangerous situation dangling above the jaws of death, as she put it. Yes. uh, Usually so bad. You need Superman to save you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Which is hilarious. And her conclusions that she makes based on these things, which are also like, part of it is 100 accurate right the correct with Superman. yeah <laughs> but she's like so i believe you're a thrill addict i laughed so hard at that because i was like oh my god no she's not but like i get why you'd go there you <laughs> jumping out of the building hanging, dangling on on flagpoles off the side on of buildings you know base jumping yep. off buildings constantly
3: uh it was funny there's moment. something so
0: <laughs> kind of quaint about it at this Point in the show too to yeah, say that yeah. lois lane has a superman obsession where it's just yeah. like as superman's in the room her husband's just like i did not oh
2: yeah. like, no yeah. hate superman He's i don't know i fat
0: <laughs> yeah i know they didn't know it was their series finale but there's little bits like that in this episode where i'm like
2: it kind of works you know yeah it hits beats that like are good enough uh, considering yes. shows shows were not nailing endings at that time anyway, you know. Oh, Christ, no, no. Are absolutely. they? Are they today either? Anyway, it's a hard thing to do.
0: What yeah. is like? Do you have a favorite or worst of series finales that you've seen in the past?
2: Um, I'm a big fan of uh, Breaking Bad's finale. That was that was really satisfying. Yeah,
0: um, kind of the unassailable show, you know.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I was a big fan of Lost when Lost was uh, airing. And I kind of struggled with the end there, uh, kind of disappointed in the whole final season, honestly. Um uh, that's kind and, of the and general not for consensus the, on that, too, right? Yeah, yeah. I think generally people were a little disappointed for, for different reasons. There are some that kind of misinterpret the show in general, which frustrate me through a lot, but but that's <laughs> not really the I I just think it was a little cavalier uh leaf kind thrown of- together by the writers. I feel like they kind of didn't really deliver but you know the only full episode of lost
0: i've seen is the finale so i i have no real you should watch the pilot
2: it. pilot's really really good it's oh i might have seen the pilot i would be surprised if you had
0: it. honestly i think I'm i sure had to had in college it. actually yeah that's funny you yeah, say that yeah i'm gonna on a superman show talking about a lackluster finale i'm gonna throw some shade over at smallville they had okay. 10 years and a two-parter series finale that fucking sucks Aww. Welling doesn't even wear the goddamn costume, which like 10 years buys you putting on tights and a cape. Like, fuck you.
2: So he never ever does then, right? He does in story,
0: but like literally he's handed the suit. They say the name of some other podcast. And then whenever you see him in it, it's either tight, tight, tight. And he's just got like a blue collar on his shirt. Or it's so far away in CG that it could be anybody. Oh, well. That it's just like literally a blur It sucks Aww. It's That's so disappointing um, The only good thing about that finale is Rosenbaum who had been off the show For years at that point Gave them one day And came back as Lex and he nice. wouldn't shave his head So they gave him a bald cap But yeah. like in one day he shot like Two or three scenes And they're the best parts of the fucking thing Like they, they, they are so Rewatchable they're great but that's Man. that's the only thing I like about that finale. That's
2: that's always frustrating. What uh what what about successful endings for <sighs> you?
0: I'm trying to think of something that's not Breaking Bad or Joss Whedon. Um mm, mm. I think Buffy's fine, I think the Angel finale, which they had less time to put together, they they didn't know it was coming. Yeah. And but they did before they produced, you know, like mid through their final right the season, they got canceled. Oh, and okay. they they kind of nailed the landing on that similarly i think my beloved terrible show birds of prey fucking nailed a landing that they didn't know was coming so soon um they only got one season right yeah 13 episodes yeah that's that's and they were canceled in production on episode nine so like wow they kind of had to wrap it up quick ah fuck uh give me
2: a second i'm really running up against the thing but a lot of series finales (laughs) are not great and 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 from that era that you, I think a lot of your favorites are in too, like that wasn't the nature of TV. Like they were all interested in generating infinite
9: yeah.
2: con- content generating machines. You know, I, I feel yeah. like the era of conclusive uh, planned endings didn't really start until like early, early 2000s, you know? Yeah.
0: You know what I do like is the X-Files finale, the original X-Files finale, oh, the okay. truth. I think it's yeah, called two-parter. Yeah. yeah. Where where they basically put Mulder on trial? Yeah, I guess I guess those are my big go tos. I'm realizing I don't watch season fin or series finales very much. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not as much of a TV guy as I probably should be. Honestly, most that's okay.
9: most but that's of the always- TV shows
2: I've watched are like still currently airing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just watched the finale for Andor today. I thought that was really good, but hopefully that's not oh, a series nice. finale.
2: No, no, they're doing one more season, I believe. Good, um, they
0: should. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, Solid show. Very, really came okay. out of nowhere
0: for me. Brad, yeah. yeah. Oh, you know what's good? Just modern era, then we can move on. Series finale for Arrow. Okay. That is a show Tell that evolves. Arrow started almost as like uh, Chris Nolan Batman, but with Green Arrow. Like they started like super grounded and stuff. Yeah, and man. then they introduced Barry Allen, The Flash. And then that whole like, universe on TV just takes off and like what my favorite yeah. show is the one I'm going to cover next on another podcast called Legends of Tomorrow and that's the time traveling fucking weird way you know like that's kind of the right, sitcom right. of that series and they had Supergirl and blah 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 by the end of their show basically Oliver Queen had become a god and rewritten their universe like it, wow. it went so far from like fucking imagine nice. from Batman Begins to that you know
2: yeah um, yeah
0: but as a final episode of television, I think it's very satisfying and very watchable. So like, I think that's, that's cool. That one's, that one's one that I would rewatch from time to time.
2: And I know that, I know you love that character. So that's cool. Yeah. Did she used to cosplay as him? Do you still do that? As,
0: as the Smallville version I had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh,
2: nice, nice, nice.
0: Anyway, enough of that. Back to this series finale where at their lab, Sam is doing some late night research and falling asleep. And uh, Misha, who is now, by the way, under threat from... Uh, Mensa to get some like mind whammy device up and working in 24 hours. Uh, He truth serums the fuck out of Sam Lane, which is not cool.
2: Not cool, especially considering the timing that Sam just learned who Superman is.
0: Yeah, by the way, great, great time to truth serum Sam Lane and get him to tell you that my daughter's married to Superman. I did find it very cute. (laughs) Yeah, I did find it very cute that Misha apparently knew who Sam's daughter was married to because he was just like Clark Kent? Like, I guess they're the I guess they're the most buddies. famous reporters in the world. Yeah, I mean, like they are at this point, but it's also like that hmm, I didn't think it was a household name that kind of rolled off the tongue, you know. Yeah, but it's finally time for these plots to converge one last time. Uh, yeah. we've got Ellen going to the brownstone, meets Martha for lunch, and is basically like, You're the only one that'll talk to me anymore. Not that you weren't my first choice, blah blah blah. But like Martha, <laughs> Martha promised me, you, you swear may God strike me dead if I'm keeping anything from you. And then the phone rings and Martha's like, no, go get that. Blah, 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 blah,
9: blah, you know? Yeah, that's <laughs> and I, I
0: like Martha so fucking Superman's mom. Not going to lie to this woman, but it's just doing the, like, Ellen, if you relax and look up at this objectively, and... <laughs> Ellen is great. She's just like, I can't look at this objectively. I have as much self-esteem as chipped beef. And like and Martha, like I'm I'm not stable enough to deal with this, basically, which I thought was again very cute stuff. Like Ellen gets the best yeah, shit yeah. in this whole episode,
2: really. She's she's hilarious. Great voice, great jokes.
0: You know, fathead barges in like, I know a secret. And Ellen, like, fucking him too. You know, that, that crap, yeah. That was one of my favorite lines in the show. <laughs> Whatever. It's fun. Oh God, you,
2: even...
0: Yeah. Um you've missed this all, but whenever these two actresses are in an episode, they generally get paired up and it's oh, okay. really fun. Like they the have moms. respect for each other, but also like Martha's always the one with like her feet on the ground and like trying to I believe that. <laughs> kind of rein Alan in a little bit. It's it's yeah, it's good yeah. stuff.
2: Um, like
0: but now Misha's got he's got the moms. He's got Sam and he's about to have Jonathan tied up Uh, and he's going to help fathead steal a bunch of gold bullion and whatever. It, it, it's... Whatever
2: he's trying to do. It's never super duper clear as usual. Yeah,
0: we get him riding. He, he's trying to Fort Knox. He's trying to gold finger the bank, basically, Metropolis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Before we get that almost our last quiet scene between Lois and Clark in this whole series where Lois is kind of dejected after the the interview with the adoption agency lady and it's just like what like no one with a
2: risky job gets to have a kid yeah not even police officers like come on
0: yeah exactly and and Clark doing the like you know this is why i love you, you because you'll never give up and like we'll we'll figure it out blah blah blah, blah, blah. it's just i don't know it's light like but there's that. the the optimism here is is cute for them it's it's yeah, nice yeah
2: you know no, he's he's always supportive of her and and you know I don't know that I've seen that like theme develop just because I've missed so many things but yeah, that idea that true. she doesn't ever give up is is true you know like it, it has been I'll there that. the whole time and him him loving that about her I thought was was it rang true it was sweet it was cute yeah. I
0: like that that's usually the part of her personality that gets her into the death trap and dangling on the light or flagpole and that type of thing, yeah. you know. <laughs> but it's also why she's such a damn good reporter. Exactly, exactly.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then we—I almost skipped it, but we got to point it out. We got a series wrap in this scene for Mister James Bartholomew
2: Olson too, which just um, once again so enthusiastically happy to be here.
0: Yeah, just to be hanging out and doing like before and after pictures with Mensa. One is just like this actor's headshot and the next is him with the big stupid... Big brain. I have to point out too, like he's in his final scene in his most worn shirt. He wears this fucking like pleated uh, gray shirt so many times in the series. He's got a stupid necklace on and just like, this is classic 90s Jimmy right here.
2: Nice. Well, good, yep. good for him. He, he did good. I still can't remember his name or where he came from, but. <laughs> but
0: thank you for your service, James Olson. Off you yeah, go. Well done. Well done. Meanwhile, the super hearing at the new Troy Bank and alarms going off. It's fucking chaos down there, too. Like cars are flipped over and burning. I'm like, how yeah. does fuck did he do this mensa comes out he's pushing all the bullion he does a magneto with the bullet did
2: you catch that yeah yeah which was fun i there was something comedic about him just like Casually pushing the bullion out himself to me. Just, I, just I felt really so just like
0: huh, da, 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 all right. I, <laughs> with, I with, thought you'd with be able to Superman
2: just cross arms staring at him like
0: yes. uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I don't think this is gonna I also like your powers won't work on me. Like, yeah, I thought so. So that's why I got all your fucking parents, you know? Like that's mm-hmm. <laughs> something kind of fun to me about oh. that. And uh thankfully though, this is how thin this episode is. Like the parents yeah. talk to him for two seconds, and Misha's like all right, I'll flip and help you guys and, you know, whatever. And yeah. he's putting the radio up, like, they're doing it's a Superman fine. ultrasonic frequency that only he can hear, which I'll always love. Yeah, um yeah. But basically, like, the parents are faking getting, getting like, gassed. Um, but also, uh Sam tells Superman, who tells Lois, who's inexplicably there at the crime scene.
2: Yeah, I didn't notice, though, man. Why, I, why was she there? bizarre
0: also i guess the new troy bank is very close to the daily planet because she fucking hauls ass over there sam's code though is rainbows follow stormy skies like he hears that lois is there and he says that to superman and tells lois and lois is like means everything's fine so and they're
2: like okay we're good let's go yeah yeah."
0: gives gives superman license to like momentarily foil fathead and bend a bar around them and put him in a police car even (laughs) though he's just gonna think the police car away I don't know all this telekinesis yeah. stuff is yeah, so think whatever. it away yeah. I did Dude, get, get a, a,
2: a, a kick out of Superman like literally wrapping a street sign around him to restrain him that was pretty goofy we get <laughs> that and then after this in this next scene where like
0: Mensa's using the, the bummer be gone thing that we've barely talked about um, yeah. The big
2: mind control device. We get a Which Superman question. question. Was me? Was Misha implying that that was two things, or was he purposefully putting that on Mensa to fuck with him?
9: I because he was like, we're mm-hmm. developing this
2: thing that's going to increase your brain power, but then like it was also just the
0: bummer.
9: I, I think
2: both because I think he warns him in that
0: scene like it's not ready. Like I think yeah. yeah, his plan ultimately, you know, before the Superman reveal was like I'll amp this thing up.
4: And that's what we can do
0: with that. Or maybe that's why I don't know.
2: Fucking something like, yeah,
0: literally the most important part of the scene for me is what I was going to say. We're like, after we get a bending bar, Superman, we get a busting through brick walls, Superman. And that's just like aesthetically always something. No matter how lame it looks, that I'm gonna love, you know. <laughs> yeah. Not saying it's the best looking brick wall in the world, but it's still cool, and he still it's comes still charging tight. through it. So whatever. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. This the, is also he's... the moment
2: where Ellen puts it all together, right? Like once yes. he's got the bummer be gone on, and he's he's getting zapped. He's getting and of course zapped. he gets zapped. It zaps
0: over to them, and I guess erases some of the parents' bad memories, and it erases. The Superman knowledge from Sam completely because that only brought him pain or whatever.
2: Like, that's
0: their, that was their justification, at least. <laughs> whatever. And then the, the machine backfires and big explosion. And at the end of it, fathead, big is brain, not fathead now small anymore. brain. Yeah, it's the end of Batman forever, essentially. If you've seen that movie, yeah. it's that. And there Edward
2: we go. Edward Nigma's crying, and Edward Nigma's then... crying. <laughs>
0: In looking like Meltyface, and that's really it. We're we're back in the brownstone. We're back in bed with them one last time, and you know they're doing the wrap up stuff. The the knowing I'm Superman only brought them sadness. So yeah, adios yeah. to that plot development. Um, doesn't. But your dad didn't think we could have kids anyway. And I, I, this line I liked from Clark: "We live the impossible, and children are brought about by love, and that has to be possible for us." Yeah. And he starts super hearing and can't believe, like, as you're watching this, do you have any guess of what's about to happen?
2: No. No, I thought that was it. Like, (laughs) I thought we were closing on them in bed. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any memory of being spoiled by this, by the way? No. I mean, vaguely. I feel like I knew there was going to be a kid. Um, Really? Okay. Yeah. But, like... at my birthday party since you're asking me now yeah
0: okay at my birthday party one year a friend had seen an article about like shows that had to end on a cliffhanger or whatever and he was just like so is it true they get a baby and you like turned to me with like eyes you know
2: (laughs) i don't remember that and i was like dude
0: (laughs) fucking fuck you know
2: (laughs) (laughs) no i don't remember that at all really I kind of um, knew
0: then I could bank on you for getting everything that we talked about that night, but oh, I'm still... sure. I'm sure.
2: <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. They walked down yeah, here. Yeah, where Matt, where the fuck did this baby come from? Okay. 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 What 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 are they trying to do? So
0: basically what you missed, a part of the show that you missed was the new Krypton arc, where the royalty that had survived Krypton's explosion, basically, they were off world at the time have been living on like a space station and founded New Krypton. There was a coup okay. going on, blah, 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 blah. They came back to Earth basically to get Lord kal to get Clark and bring him back to them. He went for a second, he came back, he defeated the bad guys and then he kind of let New Krypton go off under the rule of people that we like. Okay. So that was the last time we'd heard about New Krypton. The plan for this baby was it was going to be new Kryptonian royalty that probably wasn't actually his, but like they don't get into this, but what I've always assumed there was probably some sort of coup or attempt on the Royal family's life or whatever. So a, a character named Zara, who I assume is who sent them this baby or would have been who sent them this baby um, would have like sent them her kid to be like the only one I trust in the universe to look after this kid if he's not with us is clark i think that's what this is and the baby was going to age rapidly and get the powers and i guess have to leave eventually and that type of thing so this is all by the way from brad buckner again uh one of the kind of co-ep's at the time um he's only like talked about this for like, there's like three or four sentences out there of what their plan was going to be. So that was it synthesized without quoting him directly. Um, Okay. But yeah, so I, I, here's my question to you and the panel. Do you think the baby would have stuck around for the rest of the series? Ultimately, like when you watched this without the context, I just gave you whether that helps or hurts. Like, are you like, Oh, they have a baby now? Is it magical? Is it Kryptonian? Like what are your thoughts on that?
2: I, I feel like it was their Hail Mary to try and you know add some more zhuzh to the show. So I'm I'm sure they probably would have tried to keep it around, at least for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, consider considering the ratings were were tanking. Uh yeah. But maybe maybe even with the knowledge of like we need to start wrapping this up and like this is kind of the logical next step. So I could I could see it at least lasting through the next season. Um but also I wouldn't put it past the show to then like resolve it in the first episode of season five and then the baby's gone too, you know.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, that's kind of that's why I asked this, because I'm like you can see it going both ways with this show. Um yeah, yeah. Let's let's turn to the panel. Uh folks, excuse me, folks, what do you think?
8: I think the baby would have been taken away from them early on in season five. Um, You know, I I remember reading things that it it was Clark as a baby, actually. So, though I always assumed that baby would have been taken away or, you know, gone to its rightful parents. But I always believed that that would be the driving force for them to find a way to have a baby one way or the other.
9: I honestly don't think that Lois and Clark would have kept the baby around for the entirety of season five though I think the series would have been better for it if they had. It's clear that the show had lost some steam by season four, having coupled up and married off the lead characters far too soon, and I think the addition of a baby would have added a formidable challenge for both Lois and Clark going forward.
4: Oh, I have so many feelings on this. Um, What I heard was they were going to have the baby, like, super grow and become like a teenager over the course of a few episodes, which to me doesn't make any sense. I I think if they ever did have a kid, I think it would have been cooler to see like the, the kid, you know, have some superpowers, like maybe he can fly, but he's not that strong, or his x-ray vision doesn't work all the time, or something like that. I also heard that wasn't their baby. It was like a descendant, and H.G. Wells was supposed to come around the corner and be like, oh, it's your it's your descendant, and we've had to ha- we have to help him get back to where he belongs. But you're gonna have kids, obviously, because it's your descendant, which that would have been cool because I think they could have written Terry's pregnancy into the show if she was into that because she was pregnant around that time. You know, I think Clark having a normal baby in a normal family because that's all he ever wanted would have been a better choice. And I also think it would have really been cool to see the character of Lois, her arc go from, you know, the beginning where we first meet her in the pilot, where she's all about her career and stuff like that, to watch that shift into her child being the most important thing in the world. Because um, as a mother, that I think that would have been much more realistic to play. If I recall correctly, I think the plan for the baby was that he was
3: going to grow to maturity really quickly. And it was going to be some nonsense about him being a Kryptonian prince or something like that. And he would reluctantly have to return to New Krypton. And then eventually Lois is going to get pregnant anyway. So I think that's what they were going to do. I feel like that would have been a more natural way to do it. Not that I'm against the idea of them adopting, which I also think would be really, really nice. Um, But I feel like they were uh, heading in the direction of Lois herself getting pregnant.
7: Uh, Since I think the rest of the series, it wouldn't have lasted beyond uh, an additional season, that season five, I think the baby would have stuck around for the rest of the series. So yeah, I couldn't envision a show going on past season five. it, it was struggling with season four. And while I did want to see it, uh, maybe for the best.
5: I would say no. I think they would have wrapped up the baby. You know, they started to do these two and three-part stories in the, in the latter half of the show. That would have been my prediction. I think they would have wrapped up the baby in the first couple of episodes. And whatever alien planet that he came from would have come to get him and something like that. I remember there was a fun fan, fan theory. Uh, when C.D.L.B. was doing the Crisis on Infinite Earths, uh, their Superman and Lois... Uh, had a newborn, and they sent him off into the multiverse to save him. And I don't know where this came from, but someone, somewhere, someone online posted, like, wouldn't it be great if, like, that was the baby? Like, they somehow wrapped around to Lois and Clark, and that was the baby that, that Lois and Clark found in, in their series finale. I'm like, yeah, that would have been cool. But, of course, as we found out in the Chrysler on that baby was not this baby. It landed in an alternate future timeline in Star City.
6: So anyway, <laughs> no, I don't think that the baby would have stuck around for a long time. I think they would have kept it around for, you know, one of those three, four, five Parter arcs, like this similar like the ones we've had before in the show.
0: For my money, it is totally. I think they would have been done what Brad Buckner said and gotten rid of it after a season. That said, do I wish that's what it happened? No, like at this point, you've given them a baby. I think you have to keep like the only emotional truth to this is that you give them that baby to deal with now. I'm fine, frankly, with aging it up because like I don't need that in real time. I'd like to kind of no see one. the progression of that, whatever, but um yeah that's just the big that is the big cliffhanger of the series, but I'll say this now that we're at the end of the show, as an accidental final image for the series, I think you could do a lot worse. I think in a roundabout way, the show gives the full scope of their romance up till kids. Do they get married in a preposterous way? Absolutely. Do they get a kid in a preposterous way? Absolutely. But it's still you kind of get that bookend. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I, I don't think they could have looked into a better accidental ending than this. Cause yeah, um, like you're saying, it does it's the logical next step, right? So it 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 feels conclusive, it feels earned, but it you know, it also has that quality of like implying continued story. So it could have gone either way. Exactly. Uh, the adventure
0: doesn't wild. end, but you can choose to believe they had their happily ever after with their kid after this, and and that's yeah. That's the that's the end of the show, man.
2: That's it, man. Wow. um, is is there like um standard or or canon for whether or not they ever have kids in like the comics? or yeah, now there thing? is. Like...
0: It was not a thing at the time. So that okay. would have been kind of like the marriage which happened in the comics at the same time as the show, which we've talked about at length here. This was kind of a revolutionary idea then now though, We've got literally the comic series, Lois and Clark, that first introduced a version of them that had a kid, John Kent. And in the new show, the current show, Superman and Lois, they have two sons. One has powers and one doesn't. Okay. So it's it's kind of established lore. The interesting thing on that show and the comic, though, is that um, John in the comics and then, uh, uh, what is his name? John and Jordan on the show are their biological children.
2: Okay.
0: Yeah. And... And we've talked about it a bit this season, but like, I kind of like the idea that they can't have biological kids. Cause he's not of this world. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like
2: there's plenty to explore on both sides of that.
0: Yeah. If you don't give them a biological kid or do what they did here, you don't get to have a superpowered kid, which honestly, why bother, you know? <laughs> like, so I kind of yeah. get it both yeah. ways, you know? So I kind of like the, the needle they were going to thread with this ultimately, but, um, but there you go. Um, I've been worrying for years now, like kind of how to end this show Um, and like whether I should do some sort of wrap up or whatever for the series, you know, but like, so let me just say that what's about to follow is just my opinion and who cares. But if you've listened to this podcast for six years, you might enjoy it. I was lucky enough to be asked by um, author Ed Gross recently to contribute to his book that he's doing on the oral history of Superman and he asked me specifically about Lois and Clark um, and had some great, like 10 or so great questions that he asked um, that he sent my way. And I got to kind of like monologue and send him like <laughs> a combined like five pages on my thoughts of all these Lois and Clark things. Um, I have no idea how much of that is going to wind up in that book ultimately when it comes out. Maybe we'll do a like little Lois and Clark special and and talk to him or something about it. But in the meantime, I've just kind of adapted some of my responses there and put this together. So Ryan, forgive me, but if you'll indulge, I'm going to, I'm going to read this here real quick. Happy to hear it. The series's whole execution hinges on the title. Everything that came before it was Superman centric, but with that title producers could never move the spotlight too far away from Lois Lane. I think that's the biggest gift Deborah Joy gave the fandom. Even when the network or whoever wanted to steer more towards superheroics, they had to incorporate Lois in the relationship story. That's what kept the show watchful. There are some capital B bad episodes of Lois and Clark, but thanks to that title, they all have at least one good, emotionally truthful scene between the leading duo. Sometimes those scenes are hokey or flowery, but that's okay. Sometimes people are too. Ultimately, it's rare for a show to capture the magic of falling in love like they did, even though practically all shows try. And, just like the modern superhero shows, once you ground your characters in some emotional realism, the audience gives you license to go pretty much anywhere. Lois and Clark took some enormous story swings as the seasons went on. Stuff that, after 20 years of watching and 6 plus years of podcasting, I still find completely fucking baffling. Though the escalation of the craziness makes a little more sense to me now. Season 1 is the kind of coke classic of it all. All the characters are where they're supposed to be, dressed the way they're supposed to be dressed, and acting the way we've seen them act, just with a spotlight now on the early days of a romance. After season one, though, the aesthetics get progressively brighter, less illustrative and more cartoony, and in turn, the stories get brighter and more action-packed. Let's call this the rum and coke era. Everyone lets loose, the writers start taking bigger risks with the narrative, they introduce some comic villains, try some tropes, and occasionally swing for the fucking fences with characters like H.G. Wells and Tempest. To balance all the story and visual madness, though, the emotional arc between Lois and Clark tends to be more and more real. As their world erupts around them, they suddenly get to tackle their feelings head-on and deal with every permutation of loss, doubt, and fear imaginable in relationship. The craziness bonds them together and solidifies their love for one another, which is always the most compelling part of the series. Unfortunately, that type of energy is hard to maintain, and by the time they get to the end of season four, it's closing time and they've got nothing left in the fridge, but that's okay. They've done their job already. The relationship between Lois and Clark is, and always will be, my favorite part of the Superman story. Here is this incredible being who can do anything but, in his heart, wishes he could have a normal life. Meanwhile, she is a quote, normal woman who has rejected society's constraints on femininity and become incredible through sheer force of will and talent. In other words, he just wants a white picket fence and she'd rather die than live in the suburbs. They are the perfect complements of each other. His emotional strength and maturity are what she needs to relax and let her guard down while her incredible drive and fortitude are a keep him flying and give him the support he needs to be the best of any of us. They are the ultimate first responder couple, and this show is the first version of the story to highlight that. There had been iconic versions of these characters before Lois and Clark, but none had really bothered to show the beauty and importance of that relationship to the myth. Television storytelling has evolved dramatically since the show was on the air. The episodic nature and occasionally rushed developments in their romance might ring false to people now, and I totally understand that. Still, there is no argument in my mind that this show did more good than bad for these characters and paved the way for the Superman mythos to continue. So, for better or worse, 90s Metropolis will forever be my happy place. And if you don't believe me, then kindly folk off. That's what I got. That's what six years of podcasting gets you. Nice. I I I I don't know how else to wrap this up here, man.
2: Um I mean, I think it, that's it, really poignant and and a really good point. And and I don't know. That was that was really well put, man. That was cool to hear. I appreciate you sharing that. Thank you. Uh, I I these characters just
0: Again, just mean the world to me. I get a little choked up kind of reading that. Not that, uh, not because of what I wrote, but it's just like
2: I don't know because of what the show means to you. Yeah, yeah. It's, and it's, it's, it's it's summed up in that. I feel it.
0: I'm so lucky that this show that I loved was just a part of this ongoing mythos. You know, they, they say that DC is kind of our modern mythology, and I, I totally subscribe to that, And and the fact that. Um, this can be my favorite version and Smallville or Man of Steel or Christopher Reeve movies are out there too for other people to love is so cool to me. But like, I think what I just said is the reason that this show Appealed to me so much and why I wanted to podcast about it. And it's so fucking daffy that I had to bring someone along and just be like, look how fucking weird this is sometimes. And I thank you so much for being that guy. man.
2: Yeah, man, I'm glad I'm I'm glad to, to be a part of it. I'm sorry I wasn't here the whole time. I wish I could have been, but uh, it it's is... been nothing but a, a pleasure and a privilege. It means so much that you were willing to share all that with me and share this with me um i i feel like i have come a long way since the beginning in understanding and respecting fan fandom and oh that too absolutely personal perspective on anything and and being a fan of anything and and i don't think i could have ever uh gotten there without doing this to start frankly and and i'm Mm. really glad because i feel like i'm a a better person for it so thank you no hey like this is we could just be thanking each
0: other the whole time but um yeah i don't know this this it sounds dumb cuz i like i will always say it's just a fucking podcast it doesn't matter i get that but this has been an incredible experience for me all around um it has given me an excuse to share a part of myself that i i honestly wouldn't have been very comfortable sharing before this you know the part of me that can fall in love with a show like this and just know that it's stupid, but unapologetically be like, yeah, but it's the best thing in the world. You know, (laughs) like, (laughs) (laughs) um, I don't know. I, I, I grew up kind of, kind of having to, to hide those things. And, um, that's, that's just not a part of my life anymore. And now I get to, to share it and, and see the responses from people. You know, we never had a huge audience, but, but we have dedicated listeners who tell me that they listen to the podcasts when they go for a walk every day and like dude truly still most of the emails that I get are addressed to the both of us like people you know like you 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 are the glory days of the podcast you know um yeah well I think people really appreciated your um like you said what kind of willingness to go along and jump in and and assess this through your own lens you know um yeah, yeah But it, I mean, it brought us closer together as friends and, and it, it I mean, gave us an excuse to hang out when we were recording every week and yeah,
2: go get yeah, subs or so whatever. More so than we would have. We're both very uh, reclusive, hermit-esque yes. uh, characters. So yes, I, I we, do think it helps.
0: We've totally gotten just un, uncountably worse at that since we've been doing the podcast together. But truly, pandemic it, 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 the pandemic didn't help. But it just, it brought it brought us so close together it brought me a handful of genuine friends that I now hang out with or or talk to daily or whatever too which, which I I never would have imagined going into this but I am so goddamn thankful for I don't know I think all of this to say like Listeners, to a podcast, you know, like if you enjoyed this, <laughs> holy shit, it's so easy. If we could do it, you've heard how terrible the sound quality is for this show throughout the years. Like there is the barrier for entry is so low and there is mm-hmm. there's
2: so much good to be had from it. Um, and just do it. You don't like there's no reason to not do it. They're, like we're not trying to get a bazillion listeners like, no, I, I think I think the fact that anyone has and can enjoy this at all is is the reward in and of itself. And and frankly, like like you're saying, Matt, the ability to express this love and this passion in an unadulterated, unapologetic way, I think is worth worth doing it for anyone who 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 feels like exploring something like this uh with with friend or even by themselves. Like it's I totally it, yeah awesome. Man. Sorry,
0: we're we're talking our Zoom's getting worse, I think. Um But yeah, I totally agree. Go into it for yourself. Do not plan on monetizing the fucking thing. Just go in and talk about something you want to talk about with by yourself or with people that you want to talk about it with. And and there's no there's no badness there. Like the, the great part for me is all of the best parts of this are carrying on for me, like. I've got always hold on to DC's Legends of Tomorrow coming up. Probably these characters are going to come up at some point and And the DC mythos that I love in general. We have we have sister shows at this point. We've got the all-star superfan podcasts that that are fucking killing it. And I can't wait to ride their coattails and always hold on to Smallfield's coattails and everybody else for the, the rest of time to keep me talking about Superman uh, whenever I want to. And there will be more Lois and Clark specials too in the future, I'm sure. So, um, you know. I don't know, this isn't this is goodbye for now, but but stay subscribed and uh and keep an eye to the sky. We will we will be back again.
3: As a final note, I'd like to say thanks to all the listeners and contributors to this wonderful podcast. Not just the people who really like the show, uh, but especially to you, Matt. You have reawakened and re-energized my love for this wonderful series. And I'm more convinced than ever that this
9: is indeed the very best version of Superman. It's been a privilege to contribute to this wonderful podcast over the last two years. To go from being a casual listener in the early days of the show, when I would often listen to relax and to clear my head as my wife and I struggled with IVF, to finally being invited on as a guest and regular contributor has been an honor that I shall never forget.
5: I was you know, familiar with it and had seen enough of it and, and had seen you know, bits and pieces on you know, TNT and stuff over the years, but it's just been like, oh yeah, Lois and Clark maybe I'll talk about that one day because I'm gonna do this small podcast but then you know we've emailed back and forth and became aware of each other and guests on each other's podcast then over the years we have become dear friends and uh, I really really uh, cherish our friendship and uh, it's, it's been uh, it's been great to, uh, to make friends of fandom like you man so congratulations on finishing the show
6: huge thanks for creating the podcast and therefore creating the opportunity to find new acquaintances and to connect with other humans across the world isn't that what the spirit of superman is all about this feeling of being full of hope for a better tomorrow
3: we are all blinded by the flaws in the shows we grew up with especially that one great show that blinds us forever
9: to share my love for this incredible show with you and your listeners has been one of the great privileges of my life and the memories will last me a lifetime thank you for inviting me into this world for inspiring me to start my own podcast and for leading the way for all-star superfan I'm honored to call you a true friend.
6: If this is all too cheesy, please feel free to cut it all out. You don't have to use that, Matt.
0: I guess just one thing left to do. So once again, thank you, listeners. The folks out there that have uh, been joining the party all this time, both on mic and off. Thank you, Ryan, for spending so much time watching a TV show you did not want to watch. (laughs) And... uh, and for coming along, and um, and for Lois
2: and Clark, I'm Matt Truex. I'm Ryan Francis Red. I'm Zach Moore. I'm Joe Stefanelli.
4: I'm Danielle Rod. Uh, I'm Perry White. I'm Chris Bartolucci. I'm Rob O'Connor. I'm Ann Collins. From me,
9: Alan Burke, for the final time, Folk off, everybody. Folk off. Folk off, everybody.
6: Folk off, everybody. Folk off.
9: Folk off, everybody.
6: Folk
5: off and folk off, everybody.
3: Folk off, everybody.
0: Thank you, and folk off, everybody.
2: <laughs> wow! Wow, dude. Well done. Congrats. Oh, man.